Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Filmcast After Dark, the after show where we talk about a variety of random topics that did not make it into the show. I'm David Chen, and as usual, I'm joined by Devinder Hardor and Jeff Kanata. But today, we have a very special treat for you. I'm going to list his credits in ascending order of importance and mm-hmm. prestige. Yeah. He is the director of films like Prey, currently on Hulu, 10 Cloverfield Lane, the former co-host of The Totally Rad Show, and former guest on the Filmcast. Mm. Dan Trachtenberg. I, I believe well, current guest on the Filmcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Trachtenberg, welcome back to the Filmcast, man. How's it going today? It's really great. I'm 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 excited. I'm more excited to just um be hanging with you guys uh than I am to be on the show. Um, but I'm also it's great. Wow. I'm glad that we're on the show. But like I mean, what is, those are what the is, best podcast interviews. You just want to hang out. Yeah. What a stirring yeah. indictment of the show. Thank you. Man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um well, Dan, I have uh you know, I have a bunch of questions, but we can this can be a hang, you know, we're just hanging talking about the movie and and other stuff like that. We're um, not going to talk about the latest movie news or <laughs> What yeah, well, what do you want to talk about? What we've, been, what we've been watching? You are the latest movie news, Dan. You That's are the latest true. movie news. You are news. what we've been watching. Yes, mm. according to uh, statistics, you are uh, number one on Hulu, the biggest movie or TV series premiere ever. Congratulations. Wow. Thank uh, you. I think that the, the, the more fun stat is that uh, it's more watched than the, the Kardashians premiere. Wow. Um, that's impressive. A, a yes. arguably a force more threatening to society than the predator himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have taken down Dan Trachtenberg. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, uh, so let's start by asking the question you've answered like a hundred times, which is like, uh, how did you happen to make the movie Prey? Like, how did the project come to you, or what was your uh, sort of role behind bringing it to uh, become a reality? Um, a few things, uh, 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 sort of swirled around and then congealed into this. One was, I was heavily inspired by Mad Max Fury Road, um, like so many, um, uh, about making a movie that could be primarily told through action. Um, and, but didn't want it to like just be a visceral experience was like, but what if that could also be a deeply emotional one as well and thematic? Um, So I thought about uh, taking the engine from a sports movie um, from an underdog story and injecting that into a genre movie. Hmm. Uh, And I think I've in general was just always really interested in, in period sci-fi, like the idea of there being visual effects in a historical setting um, was something that I I I had been taken with and, and was trying to crack, um, and and so in thinking about underdogs and and wanting to do a man man against the elements, but not just the elements. Like, what's the most formidable uh, adversary? And so Predator kind of came to mind there, um, and and then also thinking about who are protagonists that we never see, um, and. Uh, Native Americans and and Comanche in particular are so often relegated to playing the sidekick or the villain and never the hero. Um, so that that all of that came together um, to form this idea. Gotcha. Um, and 
Was it always going to be a part of the Predator franchise, or was it kind of an ind- independent action film that then became part of the Predator franchise? It was always, it, yeah, no, the 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 whole like the whole cool was like, oh my god, it's and it's her up against the Predator, like, and the, it's the Predator and Predator in this different setting, and and you know even when um when Fo- the Fox Disney merger happened, that really buried this movie, and I think by the way I was thinking, Jeff, like when I told you guys. Mm-hmm. I for the longest time I never told you guys the movie that I was working on. I know you kept saying it's really a Native wanted... American thing, this Native American thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I kept pitching because that that was yeah. well, that was the whole pitch in general was like this is how I thought we were gonna. I was hearing you guys review it, you know, it's like oh this oh highfalutin idea of mine to pull it off, but it wouldn't wouldn't actually happen. But the secret sauce of it of it happening, why it worked with Split, and why we got away with what we got away with with Ten Cloverfield Lane. Was that there already is a premise to sell, mm-hmm. um, so I thought that we could get away with it. And yes, so Jeff to, and um, to to listeners, when I was hanging out with my friends Jeff and 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 the rest of the guys, we would play Dungeons Dragons or or board games together. I kept telling him about I was making this movie um, set in the 1700s about a Comanche warrior try, proving herself, um, and was saving the predator part. So I thought, <laughs> wouldn't it be so awesome for you guys to be like, wait, what? You're oh, like, man, what? Like, so I just, really... it's just for your friends. You kept it a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're um, really like trying to keep Jeff unsullied there. Like this is yeah. the most like That's dangerous. Great. You had a ticking time bomb <laughs> and Jeff is the worst person to drop it to. So amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. So, um, but then the then the then the Fox Disney merger happened and I and I so thought the movie wasn't gonna happen that then I told you guys. I was like, now I don't feel like I'm jinxing it. Now I feel mm-hmm. like if anything, I might be reverse jinxing it, like maybe by me telling you. <laughs> yes. Classic reverse jinx. Je- Jeff's yeah. gonna be talking it up so much around town that maybe he's gonna cause the film to come yeah, into existence. The, the reverse jinx is how most <laughs> Hollywood projects get made. I don't know if you guys know that. Right. <laughs> um but and, but I was tempted at that moment. I think my raps even brought up like, well, you know, this is such a cool thing. Like maybe we should think about it not being a Predator movie. But the cool of it, the, it, it being a Predator brings so much more thematic weight to it mm-hmm. that it would not have been as cool if it's just a, a right. creature in the woods. It's, 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 it makes it a better... Not only is the you know whatever we did story story wise about her make it a better predator movie, but the predator makes her story so much better, um, and it elevates once again the movie about these protagonists that we never see um, and a culture that we never see. It, it you know putting it in a fran- giant franchise movie sort of um, elevates elevates that representation, recognition, all those things. Yeah, so, it allows you. It it also allows you kind of. Uh... Not to have movie stars because the movie star is the predator, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> that helps yeah. too. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a form of franchise storytelling we don't see too much too. Because like these days, it feels really forced, like with Marvel and everything. Whereas this is like you you bring in what you know from Predator, and people know a lot about Predator, so you can just like hit the ground running. And I definitely felt that in this movie. Yeah. As, as, although I'll tell you what's interesting, Jeff alluded to this in his review, and, and when in your, your guys's review, um, is we it was much more that Devendra, um. And the initial and the drafts of it certainly, and and all the initial cuts, and what we learned in screening it um, for friends and family was like, oh yeah, like, and we're we're making this movie for non Predator fans too, right, right? But even people who've seen Predator, like you, you're the the memory of it is sometimes different than the actuality of it, and we needed to, we didn't always have trophy hunting 
uh, in the movie. You know, mm. we didn't we didn't see the predator going after what he goes at leveling up um, before he gets to her. We took all that stuff for granted. Like, oh, yeah, people know what the predator's motive is. We, you know, um, and uh, and so we actually did have to put that stuff um, in the movie so that it's all on the text. It's not just. Mm -hmm. um, I will say my wife uh, watched Prey and it was her first Predator movie that she ever watched. Mm. Uh, And she did find it like comprehensible and like it it all made sense. Um, So feel free to use that quote if you want for marketing comprehensible <laughs> comprehensible yeah. it was at the very least Bound to be comprehensible <laughs> <laughs> hey Go my, see I, I have a question that I've, I've never asked you dan and was any part of this i know you came to it at, at, eventually but was part of the initial thinking about it motivated from predator 2 and the gun at the end of that movie. It was the thing that as as the idea was forming, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> right. It can. <laughs> yeah. It can happen. And and it's what drove the time period. It was like I frankly was wanting to go back as far as possible. Cause I really wanted to get away from eighteen hundreds <laughs> Western. That's where we always see. Apocalypto um, versus Predator, bound to happen. But yeah. not, but not, not, not Apocalypto. But, 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 but still, you know. Um, but then, the date on that gun was like, well, we have to, I have to do that. We have, <laughs> it has to be that. It has to be then. But the interesting thing is, I thought everyone remembered that gun. I thought that mm. was a very man. I hadn't thought about that in like twenty five years. So, yeah, so yeah. let's just yeah. let's just clarify for people, like in case sure. they don't know what we're talking about, that like at the end of Predator Two. Um, they're picking up the dead predator and a gun is handed over to Danny Glover's character um, that is from like the 1600s. And it becomes clear that well, predators seven, have been 17. hunting men for like many, many centuries. And that gun uh, appears at the end of uh, this movie, Prey, as well. So well, it appears throughout the whole film. But yes, the, yes, the right. gun 1715. Um, yeah. And... Uh, and yeah, I, I I always assumed as soon as people saw people using guns that looked like that or hearing it, them say Raphael to him that it'd be a like, oh, I see what the movie's doing. Um, and thankfully, people don't remember Predator 2 as as, as much. I mean, mm-hmm. not thankfully, but... <laughs> it plays like a surprise. The memory, memory of those is, other Predator films has been washed away. It plays like a it's surprise. A vaguer, it's a vaguer memory so that, <laughs> yeah. that it can land... Yeah. Um, powerfully at the end, but it also you don't need to know that to um, for for the ending to work. Yeah. Obviously, it's just a nice little little nugget. But um, but yeah, it it was it did help confirm the cool of the movie yeah. um, for sure. Random note: I just finished reading uh, Blood, Sweat, and Chrome recently, the Kyle Buchanan book about the making of Mad Max Fury Road. I don't know if you've read that book. Um, strongly recommend. I think you'd like. And it was interesting that. At the end of the book, they talked about how, yes, Mad Max Fury Road didn't like make a ton of money, but in terms of cultural relevance, uh-huh. it's astonishing because it has inspired so many people to make films, to become mm. filmmakers. Um, so it's really cool. It's really cool when a movie has like cultural relevance, you know, <laughs> and uh, it inspires people like I yourself. Guess. And now, now Prey will inspire a whole new generation of filmmakers as well. So, Did it really not make money, Fury Road? I feel like it did. It, did, it made a few hundred million dollars, but it wasn't like, I mean, yeah. the movie took like decades to like plan and right. execute and, you know, um, so it wasn't like a bomb or anything like that, but it wasn't like, right. um, it didn't make like a billion dollars or anything. So, right. 
Um, so when you're when you're developing the script for this, and you, I mean, you did develop the script. You you like shepherded this from first thought to final execution. But when you're developing the script for this, and you know it's going to be mostly told through action, as as was your in, intention. Mm-hmm. Is do you spell out all that stuff in the script? Are you like as you're going? Are you basically directing it in your head? storyboarding in your head you know like oh i know how this action sequence is going to play or is it is does that come later when you're actually in pre-production um it's a it's a little bit of both um there's there's stuff that that the writer patrick um wrote uh that like mud pit sequence was was always there it was like it was like we we really really wanted there to be a man against the elements before we're even dealing with predator and like we wanted to make sure she's and have that like adventure movie vocabulary you know like having a quote-unquote quick quicksand scene that's why she slides so much in the movie because all those movies we grew up in willow they're always sliding and yep. all yep. these movies they're slide predator actually there's a he's good slides. sliding action yeah, yeah it's a, um, <laughs> um so when 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 the movie to have that lang- visual language in it but hard to do in the forest by the way mm. yeah <laughs> we made it work when it, <laughs> made the it secret work. is you put down mats <laughs> that are very slippery and then you cover those up or mm. you digitally erase them um i thought you were about to say dan that the the whole mud pit sequence like you just found the mud pit as you were shooting it's like Man, <laughs> no, no, this no, is no. crucial this could be no, crucial no, no, to no, our no. entire movie no so that's something that was there from the beginning and is uh-huh. great crafty suspense sequence um there's many others that, that like burnt glade sequence was absolutely written but um uh, and we, I think cut clamp was an early idea, but so many things evolved. Sorry, from... can you just explain what these are for people who don't? Burnt glade yeah. sequence is sorry. Thank you, Dave. The the burnt glade sequence is this the sequence in a burnt out glade covered in smoke and ash yep. when the predator and um, the fur trappers and Nadu and Tabi when they, when sort of they they all clash and they're used as bait and. Um, it's when the predator really unleashes um using his all of his gadgets um but the netball like so many things came from working with adi the people that built the weapons and the suits and seeing things that they had tried to do in previous movies that didn't happen um or just riffing off of fun the previous team like riffing off of fun ideas and then there's sequences like the um the tall grass sequence was before we got greenlit, they wanted me to do a previs um, to help sell the movie um, to to higher ups, uh, and so we did the scene where he takes down all the Comanche warriors um, with lots of things that were either in the script or new ideas that come from. Oh, what if we did? That? Oh, this cool thing or that cool thing, and then the tall grass sequence was just a. Uh, me thinking, oh, you know what's not in the movie and what I want to make sure that we're selling, because if I'm just going to show them a fun action scene, they're not going to see all the pretty stuff um, before we even go on the journey. Um, so I was like, well, maybe I can do pretty with action. Um, so the tall grass sequence was like, oh, we'll have it all sunset and did it, you know. Um, and that came from just that idea of, of trying to sell the movie. Um, then and then also and that so that would, none of that was scripted. The script then had 
had to write to the scene that we, we just entirely you know figured out visually mm. um and there's a, there's a number of those there's a number of like tabe's fight um with the predator was all choreography first and then written second um mm. Yeah, I, I like, I like how, too, first of all, you're one of the smartest people about film that I know, Dan, and you're like, I wanted to combine pretty with action. Um, sometimes you need yeah. the raw language sometimes. Um, <laughs> you mentioned uh, some of the stuff that made it into the film was stuff that didn't make it into other films. So, like, are you able to provide an example of, like, something that was supposed to be I don't know if I can another... remember. I, mm. it, it's more of, like... Um... Yeah, I don't know if I will remember the net. The, the netball wasn't. The cut clamp wasn't. Uh, so netball is the thing where he throws the net on the guy, and then it like like. Kind it, of... It's hard to see it in the way it's shot, but yeah. I actually have it over right over there. But yeah. it's, you know what? Hold on, I'll, sh- I'll show you. Oh wow! <laughs> we, if you're listening to this, Dan Trachtenberg is leaving his chair. <laughs> and getting up to get a prop from the movie, I think. Yeah, uh, be, be um, careful with that. Yeah, you, yeah. you kept that around just in case your daughter is. It, it needs to be disciplined, right? Yeah. Uh... yeah. Oh no! Oh, rad! Wow. Oh, that's so cool! Wow, you should. If you're listening to this, you should totally be watching the YouTube version at YouTube.com/slash/slash. <laughs> the prop right. There you go. Yeah, it's <laughs> am- guys, that's amazing. I'm helping out here. Um, um, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> this. So yeah, it's a ball. It's a. I'm with you. It was netball or END, explosive net device. Mm. So he throws the ball. The ball then unfurls into the net, wraps around the object, and then gets sucked back into ball again, going through whatever it needs to go through. Um, Incredible. Incredible. So that. Uh, maybe the was that something bolt? that they wanted to use in another film? Because uh, I, I don't the, think so. I, yeah. I don't think this came from. I, I, I feel bad. I, I really, honestly, don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I think it was more like design choices and mm-hmm. maybe what his his loincloth or the backpack. And mm-hmm. I mean, those things are in the other movies. But um, uh, uh, yes. And the crossbolt was just meant to. I sort of wanted everything he used to be an advanced version of what adversaries were using against him so when people mm-hmm. are fighting with their lances he's using his combi stick when they're shooting bows and arrows he's got his crossbow um mainly for those for those fights for the comanche warrior fight and the and the um bird trapper the well, well that's behind the the original predator too right like i think that's a really interesting balance you could tell he's an older predator from a different yeah. time yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. then there was a net established in predator too i should say as well but the net just like goes on top of the guy that's where you know what the that's what it was the very first in the one of the first drafts with patrick um it was there was a net wrapped around a guy and then he had to like get something the prayer was coming and he was like reaching for his gun so he like chose to like put his arm through like slice his own you know whatever to reach the th- it was like that sort of a suspensey sequence and then all that evolved into netball and and then eventually the shield and the shield um yeah as uh, i've mentioned this before but you know as you guys know but that came that's that's really just from watching god of playing god of war um <laughs> as is the tomahawk you know yeah, like, yeah. Um, the um uh it's interesting you mentioned that the predator is using more advanced weaponry in in all cases because it kind of brings me to a question that i'm I'm very curious about what your opinion on which is is the predator an asshole in yeah, your opinion is he, like, is he a punk ass as oh we yeah laid out in our review yeah yeah, guys, yeah, well, yeah. Is he an asshole in his homeworld? Do you know what is your what is your opinion 
of the predator in his homeworld. Well, as you astutely pointed out, it, it it's it's not unlike what we do, and but it but it's but I will say, um, <laughs> it's not it's not unlike what all living creatures. Everyone is using every, their advantage to survive and to win. So a wolf is not going to not use its teeth because the bunny rabbit doesn't have teeth. Sure, sure. You know, like <laughs> but the predator's not doing this to survive. He's doing yeah, this exactly. for fun. Yeah, he's doing it for fun. Is, so, what if he does kill the coat? bunny rabbit to get a rabbit's foot? You know, <laughs> the predator. But, but the predator is 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 does have some some honor, mm-hmm. um, and is and is only fighting what he thinks is the alpha, um, and is a worthy adversary. What he deems as a threat. What is you know what's what's a. Yeah, to, to be fair, he's doing a lot of experimentation on the way to that. Yes, yes. Look but at yes. this little snake. The snake <laughs> yeah. seems dangerous. I'm gonna get this guy. Yeah. Um, well, the snake attacked him. Yeah. Um, I it's mean, true. these are things that it, that that attacked. So, um, imagine uh, being a predator and going to a world and finding snake is the worst thing on the entire world. Just like <laughs> you I, don't I, know, I, Jeff. You got to try it out. You I spent try all this out. money on my hunting trip, <laughs> and I just and found all this gear. Yeah, I found a snake. Snake is the worst thing on the Care Bear planet. God. But by the way, I mean, what? Don't I, I imagine hunters go out trying to, or fish fishermen, yeah. go out hoping to catch the big guy, and sometimes they only end up with the. Like, oh, right. I guess this is all the sea has brought me today. Like a minnows, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. minnows. Um, so wait, what was your? You were saying is he a, is the predator an asshole? Who is he an asshole? So yeah, no, I I do the the whole challenge of of the design of the predator was. How can he feel prior to what we've seen before, but without making it like, oh, we just made it easier for Nadu to win, for our mm-hmm. hero to win. Like, still, we have to embrace the like, but he's so far advanced that it feel impossible. And the and the real guide was Rogue One. Um, was like and this is more from aesthetic than from concepts of things mm-hmm. but but as we've all complained about the star wars prequels having that issue of like oh this is before but yet it all feels newer and you know and i wanted the movie to feel modern in some ways have, have be cool, cool nice pretty aesthetically um pretty and enjoyable to watch um but also the things need to feel old so i think rogue one does a really good job of of embracing the 77 star wars aesthetic but rendered with modern sensibilities so that's Mm -hmm. all of these things a cloak that does not work very well that's fritzing all the time um and cross bolt you know shooting bolts as opposed to a plasma caster you know um still feels like impossible and very advanced um um compared to sticks and stones but uh but but yet you know, older than, than what we've seen in, in the predator franchise before. Very cool. Um, I read an interview with you that Jermaine Lucier conducted terrible, um, box office prognosticator on a point out, by the way. <laughs> um, and, uh, he, he uh, that's, he... that's coming to a head soon, isn't it? <laughs> Don't remind us. Indeed. There's a storm Indeed. on the horizon. Not yeah. good. Well, uh, the three so... faces you see in front of you, not positioned well for that. <laughs> The questions, uh, one of the questions was like when we were going to first find out that it was like the predator that was uh, in, like the predator was in the movie. And I think you you originally had wanted it to be like that bear sequence. Is that correct? 
Am I am I yeah, recalling well, this correctly? The, what, it was the, the, the um the what I wanted was there to be a I didn't I never thought it would really get all the way with the movie. Yeah. But what I, what I wanted was the trailers to be because initially I th- was hoping that the movie could be underway um, before Shane's movie uh, came out, before the last Predator movie came out, um, so that there be you could see a trailer for this movie that's just the first part mm-hmm. with this girl going out to prove herself um, and then sees a fire in the sky. And you'd be like, oh, what the fuck is that crazy movie? You know, um, and you already feel like, oh, sci-fi. But with that, and that, you know, that, but that's all you get. And there'd be no title. Um, and then when the 2018 Predator movie came out, attached to that would be the full trailer for this movie mm. where it reveals. And then, of course, using um, the bear sequence. So in the blood, uh, you know, you reveal the shape and you go, oh, my God this that movie we've already been interested in like that yeah. was a it was a predator movie you know? I, I do miss the days of mystery trailers so like i think the first cloverfield did mm-hmm. that right yeah very very sure. memorably have you yeah. heard of that movie dan mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a line i i mean there's literal video of me jeff and alex on the Kelly Rad show where i i think alex too but i was convinced that he was saying there was a voltron movie right, right they were yeah. saying it's a lion yeah um, i remember that yeah um so so yes, so originally it shows it shows yeah. how long you've been working on this because you're like oh maybe the tr- the second trailer will come out in 2018 <laughs> yes <laughs> you know so yeah. so the idea is that like um you you might have heard about this prey movie a long time ago and then when you go see the predator movie in theaters you see a trailer for prey and you're like holy crap they yeah. did another predator movie like on yeah. top of this one you know yes. that would have been, like, been amazing so awesome what a yes. thing yeah. i mean I don't even like trailers, but that would have been an incredible <laughs> yes. cultural reveal, you know? Yes. Yeah, totally. I totally. would have made you watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got to say one of the things I don't want to skip ahead. I know we're kind of starting at the beginning of this no journey, worries. but one of the things that I think is so cool about what is happening now with the reception of the movie is how, at least, at least in my circle of, of Twitter followers and websites that I visit and stuff, it really feels like Prey has kind of single-handedly brought Predator back to the zeitgeist in a way that none of the other, like the Shane's movie didn't, you know, say what you will about it. I think there's some fun stuff in that movie, but like, I think it's amazing that Prey has revitalized this franchise. Are, do you feel that as well? Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's so funny because I, uh, Predator has come back in my life past five years yeah um so like i'm so steeped in <laughs> mm-hmm. looking yeah. at that creature and the lore and the and you know and the other movies and all those things and re- I'm reminding myself of what i liked about the other movies and what i could be different or whatever um so uh but i definitely see the reaction and love um the way the way it makes people remember their fondness for the original movies and seeing people who've never seen it and, and, and just fully embrace this movie. Um, and I mean, the, the thing that I really love is just that it's, there's, there's two things that are amazing. One is um, seeing people have an emotional reaction to a predator movie. Like, like the, it getting the thing that I'm always after is like, can a movie, um, you know, medicine and ice cream, you know, like, can, can, can it be good? Um, and also 
taste good um and just work on work on that visceral level um and like there was a screening uh we did several screenings in oklahoma um we did uh, one but one but when we were just working on the movie just for for help um in the making of it but also uh, now that it's done it's screened in like four screens at the same time in the end of the movie, there's the dedication card to the Comanche Nation and Juanita, who was a, someone who worked on the movie, and um, and th- th- you could hear the Lulus coming from other theaters, mm-hmm. like through the theater wall, like wow. it is it, just like wow. uh, you know, and I could it's amazing, amazing uh that this could function that this predator uh, you know just go see action like can can actually be um an elevated well hopefully it's an elevated movie but but also like an elevated experience you know mm-hmm. culturally um because these so, things matter like i think it's easy to forget this too for people like as a kid uh looking at things i had um temple of doom not so great at right. times and i had right. hook which I really latched on to. And I think a lot of kids, uh, especially a lot of like Indian kids and South Asian kids, like a Southeast Asian kids really hooked onto Rufio because he was the most badass kid in the world. So mm-hmm. to have a character like we do here in Prey and having honestly the entire cast, um, I think it's just great work here. People are Wait, really going to look up to this movie. Yeah. It, one of the saddest things is Amber, which Amber, Amber, Amber myth under the um, plays Nadu, her dad, loved these like looney tunes i don't know if it's actual looney tunes but there's these i think it's it may be in the looney tunes family the Han- or hannah barbera i don't know what it is but there's these really horribly racist cartoons with with rotten portrayals of of um native americans um and he loved them because it was him you know like, he oh i'm in a cartoon yeah. you know growing up as a kid her, she's yeah. saying her dad's experience i, I tried rewatching so the original the disney peter pan and that movie is not in the children's account for for disney because of horrible native representation also there was a very big warning yeah, there's a front. disclaimer yeah. in front of it yeah, now, there's right a disclaimer so yeah. i just fast forward that stuff when my daughter is watching because she's into peter pan now but she doesn't need to see that yeah right yeah, yeah it, it it you know the thing about like for I really reflected on when I grew up, the things that I loved were Kevin Arnold on the Wonder Years and Ralph Macchio in the Karate. Kid. I loved movies about scrawny kids um, that were teased because I was a you know that then and I, the reason why it's not just it very much is seeing someone that looks like like oh i exist in the world because movies media is the mirror that we like you look in a mirror before you go outside you go what do i look like you know and movies are are like the cultural of, of like how do i yeah how do i exist in the and as a kid it's like i needed to see a movie where someone who was like not the good looking not the jock not the alpha you know like oh they can I they can get a girl they can I was like oh okay I, it can happen for me and I you take mental notes of like oh do I do I approach a girl what do I you know like to someone that looks like you it's possible you know this is a very like surfacey you know I could move through the world and not feel um, venom from people or Texas you know uh, but but that stuff really does we look to things we stories are what we look to to help us um, so it's just I think duly important that 
there are now characters that are positive that um, that look like people that grew up without seeing that ever um, that go, Oh, that might feel like, Oh, am I a sidekick in light? You know, am I like, I'm not really the person that's the focus of things that I'm not as important as other people are. Um, Dave, you speak to this, you know, we've spoken to this a bunch with Asian American representation and like crazy rich Asians, all that, you know, but, um, but also everyone, everyone too um, can identify with her, with what she's going through. Which is also the like, I think of, um, uh, like I, I you know, it, when you become a friend with someone, you know, like 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 people are becoming friends with her now, you know. So like now we have a, they have a friend, they have a, they have a is, parasocial relationship with. Yes, her, yeah, 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 good yes. way, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Uh, on that note, I mean, that's one of the big challenges of doing representation. So we are told, right, is that, oh, um. People, uh, there's been no woman superhero that's made a bunch of money. There's no Asian-American superhero that's made a bunch of money in the past. So therefore, we shouldn't make more of them. We shouldn't make any of that thing because it's not going to make money, right? I have to imagine that uh, the casting for this movie and obviously the concept for the movie um, was a challenge to get made. And I'm curious, like, A, was it in fact a challenge to get made um, with this cast, with this lead? And B, if so, how did you kind of overcome some of those challenges? Well, I should say, um, none. Of, there was no challenge from the premise. Um, there was no challenge from the idea that this movie would be f- entirely focused on this culture, and these would be the protagonists. And that you know, like there was never a um, pushback from that. Um, yes, production-wise, there's challenge. Casting-wise, it's a limited pool of of people. You're seeing less um, performers. Um, so that has its own set of challenges. Um, and we ended up casting people with limited experience. Um, so that has inherent challenges, but it also there's, there's upsides to that. I mean, there's, you know, there's upsides, not only in the end result of if, if it's good. And then these people, you know, have not opportunity they didn't have before, but also as a director working with that, there's, there's, there's benefits to working with veterans, um, people who really know, and, you know, There's also benefits. And then sometimes people... you work with like a diva, like a Jeff Kanata, let's say. You right, know? right. And it's just, and, it's awful. And it's just like, um, yeah, yeah. Unthinkably it's bad. for the whole show. <laughs> there's, um, also, there's also yeah. something to, to, to working with people who, who are fit. We, we get to have our, our mm-hmm. this is only my second time making a movie. Yeah. Uh, you made a few things, but like, um, uh, you get to get introduce to have, them to the world. Get to introduce sure. it and, and we're figuring yeah. it out together and, and are very open um, yeah. very open to and 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 eager to do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and and like so Dakota who's who's the namely you know has never been anything ever not a commercial not a not, not a nothing um which is incre- which is incredible it, it to, may, think of, it may to think about right like yeah. watching him i felt yeah. like seeing sung kang for the first time in both mm. better luck tomorrow and tokyo drift like this guy so much charisma yeah. i want to see him in everything so yeah. i i hope he gets such a, lot. a good yeah. by the way like a good human just mm-hmm. a good but what a you know wonderfully raised person um and also did all of that so he was like down to do all of it and he is rolling around there's there's <laughs> he jumped off that horse i mean he just did it's everything so and he yeah. rode on the horse i mean it's like it, it's unreal what what he did on top of yes being incredibly charming and winning um and captured um 
what could have been uh, a little eye-rolly and um, representing uh, gender roles. In, yeah, it's in, like in the a, patriarchy. He sort of yeah, like, like, like yeah. He, he, he found a way to be um, at times adversarial to his sister and, and represent a very natural sibling relationship, but also being really warm. Um, and yeah, we, we, so there were so many scenes that we were like, we, we struggled in writing. We're like, Oh, that's going to be too harsh for him to say to her. That's going to cut too deep. We, we won't, we won't like Tabe. And when Dakota does it, it's like, Oh, let's make it. He can say way worse. We can just make it, you know, because (laughs) he just can't, we can't not like that guy. You know, that's great. Um, is it true that he previously worked at a TJ Maxx? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he worked at TJ Maxx up until because like coming to Calgary to shoot the movie. Why? What I, is the? We might get a uh, film cast exclusive here, but you know that uh, Dan Trachtenberg once directed a commercial for TJ Maxx. No, what? no. Wasn't TJ Maxx? No, you misremembered. Uh, was it Marshalls? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, was, it was. It was AJ Wright. AJ Wright, which is TJ Maxx. I think it's owned by TJ Maxx. It's, in part of the country, it's AJ. It's it's TJ Maxx, and it's right. AJ Wright. Wow. It's the same thing. But it was AJ Wright. Anyway, so your careers have <laughs> your careers have basically mirrored each other. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I will further uh, do a film cast exclusive because. Uh, well, the first one went so well. Yeah, yeah. The, let's keep going. The, <laughs> would you? Hey, David, Devendra, would you like to guess who the star of that AJ Wright commercial was? Mm. <laughs> is hmm. it someone who's on the podcast? That's right. Devendra? <laughs> it was me, guys. Dan has actually directed me. That's right. Wow. That's so, fu- so funny. Uh, just to digress and tell a little bit of that story. Have you guys heard this before, Jeff? And Div- no, I, 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 I've never no, told no, anybody about no. it. I, and I don't, I don't mean to make this about me. I just thought it was funny. No, it was, I heard it TJ Maxx, so I was like, that's a weird connection. Anyway. Yeah. Jeff, was, Jeff was, I was directing this commercial, and Jeff was just in the casting for it, not related to me in any way. And then was, and I was like, I can't like just say Jeff, you know, I probably could have now in retrospect by the time I was like, I'm a, comer- I'm a director. I can't, you know, um, I like the look of this one. Yeah. The, and, and they chose the, 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 the client chose Jeff to be in the commercial above anyone else. Like, and, and, and I remember talking to Jeff, I was, I was like, okay, I haven't told them yet. You know, I was like, I guess we just, and now it feels weird. I don't know when I should yeah. say it. So. Everybody I, knows everybody just, in Hollywood, right? So sure, yeah. yeah but no, I, so I just didn't tell them that I knew that I knew Jeff. And then we, so we were shooting the commercial, and then we broke for lunch, and then Jeff and I sit together at at lunch, and we're like pounding around, like, and I realized this looks so weird <laughs> to the other people at the table who were like the director and the, and the star, like are like just like re- really canoodling elbowing each other like you just felt it was like such an uncomfortable memory in retrospect to think back on it um yeah i was talking to the director in a way that you really shouldn't talk to someone <laughs> no who you're, you're giving working him noogies, for like yeah, just yeah. doing all this stuff yeah. yeah giving noogies <laughs> <laughs> Oh my um, god! So yeah. 
<laughs> Speaking of, so and how was the commercial, Dan? Are you is it was it a good ad for for? Uh, By the way, not very good. <laughs> you never show it to anyone. Somebody find this commercial. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Oh, it's it on the internet. Real, it's on... It was like a. It was weird. It was like it's a. It's just still... all dancing. It's all dancing. It was... But yeah, I, I, yeah. Dan Dan would like that commercial buried. Uh, and for me, it's like the high point of my career. <laughs> it's so, the job uh... of our listeners to unearth it. Yes. Yeah, unearth it, and uh, undoubtedly, this will be very damaging to Dan's career. So yeah. Um, the um, but speaking of casting, let's just talk a little bit about Amber Mid Thunder. I mean, obviously, she's amazing in the movie. She anchors the whole movie. Um, at the same time, she hadn't been. Uh, I don't think she's had a role that has demand demanded. She's been this working much a lot. Like I was looking for her IMDb. She was in Legion, like in a ma- pretty major role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's, she's been working that. since two thousand one. So, but but this yeah. is the thing where she has to like anchor the whole movie in a very mm-hmm. action heavy way. And I am curious, like, what was the process of casting? Like, when did you feel like you knew? you had the right person for this movie. Frankly, I knew it the second that I met. We we did an initial audition over Zoom <clears throat> or FaceTimes before pre-pandemic. So Zoom wasn't didn't exist before the pandemic. Um uh, it was just Skype. Uh so we <laughs> yeah, so we so we Skype Skype really um, blew the lead, don't you think? Anyway, go ahead. I mean, that's, really that's a whole story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um the Zencasters really what where was this the whole time? Um <laughs> so uh she was just terrific and and i knew you know her mom is a cast director but her mom also does stunts mm-hmm. um her dad's an actor and very physical and i just i had this good feeling like oh man it was, you know she must it must be a part of the equation for her um and then we did chemistry tests um so a little bit more of an extensive audition and she auditioned the scene between her and her mother three different ways she did it uh once in english once in um Comanche and then also non-verbally um which is a thing that I did hmm. um I've done before uh I never did an audition that way but I've done it done it for scenes in, in in things I've worked on and um so it's doing a dialogue scene but without the ability to use words you know just having to convey everything it was beautiful she was so it was incredible and that's such a big part of this movie is is telling story non-verbally um and then there was a uh, physical component. We there was a sun coordinator there, and we developed this little obstacle course to see how they moved. Because I just, as you guys know, growing up on the same kind of action movies that I grew up on, the way people move um, uh, is is so much of of the fun of an action uh, action movie. So um, wanted to see, you know, wanted to analyze that. And she, it wasn't just about the physical movements for her. Like she was continuing to tell story um, in all of the running and crawling and jumping and all those things, you know? So, um, uh, uh, yeah. So that sort of just confirmed what, what I had felt initially. Uh, and yeah, as you guys pointed out, she's great. We really, I mean, she, she but, comes from good action blood too, right? Like her dad was the, uh, the model for Nightwolf in mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Like he's a working mm-hmm. actor. He's all over the place too. So yeah. Yeah. She, her determination and fierce fierceness reminded me of like, lady snowblood you know going back or even the bride from kill bill like there there's a lot she she can tackle all at once yeah um we referenced uh a lot of jackie chan mm-hmm. um she was like i've definitely felt very uncomfortable every time i brought it up because she's like why are we talking about jackie i kept making her watch <laughs> things because it was all about the thing like the thing i kept on showing her mm-hmm. um i'm just is just this is just the, the audience for, for this this anecdote um but in I remember in Armor of God, there's a, just a tiny bit where he's chewing on gum 
and or he like throws the gum against yes the, yep. the, it bounces back and, and it bounces back mouth. into his right. mouth and yeah. it's like oh yeah this guy's like <laughs> cool and he's capable of things like it was, so, it was such a challenge <laughs> with her to find a way in which you believe that she she's not a zero she's not mm-hmm. the nerd who becomes the hero she's not right. she's she's starting at a place where there is physical competence but she is not all the way there. She's got to earn her stretch. She's got to go through some shit. Um, and and so I, for me, it was like, how can there be just something in her physicality that feels like she does feel there is a capability, um, but that isn't like I'm the most badass that ever badass, you know? So it's in the little touches of like the tomahawk. She like flips the tomahawk up and cut. That was kind of the main Jackie Chan influence is like that and her sliding down the mountain and kicking off and like, so even yeah. the little moments there's just a little bit of swashbuckle to it that you mm-hmm. just believe her um physical center um so yeah that's what that was so- the whole point of me making her watch a million jackie chan movies was just for like those two <laughs> things but uh, i love that mental image by the way love of it. dan trachtenberg showing amber mid-thunder jackie chan movies and her being like what why are you stop i can't be jackie chan okay <laughs> yeah, the, the other thing was well, I'm also throwing on the gauntlet. I'm like, hey, you got, I want you to do this stuff. I want to see your face. What you're doing. But um, the uh, was like the the, the, the other thing of, of finding the way that she fights. Um, as you guys know, like I was very excited, or as you can imagine, I was very excited to like finally make like an action, a hand to hand action scene in the movie. Um, but I, we cannot, it cannot be martial artsy mm-hmm. in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet I wanted there to be cool, clever um choreography you know so that was really hard too to like find find the way she can fight and devise all that stuff um that uh that that um could satisfy scratch that itch without it being just like and now there's martial arts in a movie in the you know it's not shanghai noon or whatever you know yeah um, so yeah. I, I love what you said about the um about her uh not being all the way there yet at the at the beginning of the movie because i think that's what's so wonderful about her relationship with her brother is like there is this layer with her peers of sexism right but her brother's also right like he's he's right he's like you're you shouldn't come out you shouldn't have done that you shouldn't you shouldn't try to do that all by yourself you did fall i did have to carry you back like he's right and I, i love that that dichotomy of like yes she's fighting against unfair characterization of her but also she's not there yet you know mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a wonderful uh well, line to thread it, it's it's also interesting you bring that up because um there's there's actually very little sexism in the text of the movie and there's really only one line that's when that when when um Wasabe's name of the character is Stormy. Uh, the um, the asshole says like, yeah. "Oh, yeah. we don't need a cook, right?" That's the only yeah. line that like re- everything else. I, what everyone's commenting on is is her ability. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not her gender that's that's preventing her. What the mom says about her is based on her ability. Mm. Um, what we've seen from her up until you know when those people make those comments are all. Her family, even though we were like, oh, she almost got, we know, we see, she can fucking, she could probably do it, you know, Um, but she hasn't, she's, she didn't get the deer in the beginning, she didn't get the hawk, she doesn't get the cat, she doesn't do all, you know, and it's all based on ability, Um, 
the the gender divide is 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 there it's mostly implied through visuals and just sort of what people bring to the movie um and certainly there's an accuracy to it um which is another reason why why it's comanche specific um uh which is because it was not the gender those gender roles were not the case for many um native american or first nations tribes um but but we're for Comanche, but that's not, that that's not the most interesting part of it, you know, and that, that's not what the movie wants to spend its time on. Um, and, and the movie got better. It, frankly, it was more about that in an, in the script and initial versions of the movie. And we realized that is, that is absorbed in a nanosecond. We do not need any more characters saying that again and again and again. And even now I'll, I'll see some negative, reviews of the movie that bring up other movies and it's like wow it's one it's actually just a line you know maybe two it's the you know the other guy's addictor too on the on the line tree you're saying um, you'll see reviews saying that it's heavy-handed what the movie's trying to say about right, sexism. right right mainly about sexism or gender you know and, and and it's and it's it's not it's not really in the text mm-hmm. um compared to a movie like uh, captain marvel or something where i think it's a very explicit at every point and she fights to just a girl you know like yeah yeah it's much more subtle here i really appreciate that i'm i'm wondering dan like talking about like what this movie is covering too like there has been a lot of hateful response to this movie too from certain elements of the predator fan community and i feel like we see that with every property these days is that something you guys were prepared for and just how are you dealing with it now like are you guys you know helping to make sure like amber's not being uh you know inundated by these people too i don't think she is i it's not it's not there was more before the movie came out yeah yeah mm. um or frankly there was more before a trailer had even come out. It was just, you know, just the idea, just the idea. It was just the idea. Um, but also it, it, you know, I, I feel like there's just every opinion is going to be had about everything till the rest of time. There, everyone will have any opinion that can be had. Someone's going to have it. So people feel a certain way. Okay. Let them feel it. It's, it's so, outnumbered by the by the positive reaction you know um and uh and i thought i I thought there'd be way more of that based on those those initial feelings i know they exist but it's barely permeated Mm -hmm. um and i think i think amber's really enjoying um people people that are picking up what you put down you know there seem to be a lot of comments from people who completely miss uh what happened in the first predator movie like completely that was the the point Yeah. That was the strangest, strangest, strangest <laughs> reaction um, is those if Arnold, you know, can't do it with all of his like, that's the point of that movie. That's the point of the movie. That's yeah. the point. So, of the, so let's but, let me just articulate what is what you're describing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah, there's yeah, a lot. Of, there's yeah. some uh, toxic males online that basically think, oh, if Arnold and his crew of like extremely heavyweights with all of his weaponry couldn't take down the predator, but this girl could and pray. That makes no sense. Like that's the complaint, right? But as you point out, Dan, that was the whole point of the first movie. Is like they couldn't face him when they were trying to yeah. use brute force, yeah. right? The guns it, did nothing. Exactly. Switch off the targeting computer, Luke. Right. <laughs> right, right, exactly. right, right. But but also, <laughs> it's also like I hesitate to correct those people because that is what makes this movie better is feeling like it's impossible for her. that's kind of mm-hmm. what i want it's like you want people to to not 
remember it perfectly because really what Arnold ends is where Amber begins. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I don't want that kind of ruins the movie. If you, if you do remember it perfectly and it is more exhilarating to feel like how is she so many people remember it that way and not 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 horrible people like open-minded people but still were like wait but arnold couldn't so how and then when i when they watch the film it's like such a rewarding reaction to see step by step this is the thing that jeff i know you love too that i love and probably got some appreciated from the way you've articulated about breaking bad right about seeing people go through processes um or you always say um competence porn you know yeah um but like i like like you witness her do it you witness each that's so fun to see it's not there's never this like oh then suddenly she has the special skill that we no you have to see her fail 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 fail. what's the fortress back what's the fortress back to earn it and and frankly what i really didn't want to want to do was what what the original movie did when the predator disarms itself Mm-hmm. To make it because it does have a code because not it's not a, it's not a punk ass bitch um, <laughs> in that movie right it has a code um and you're it, walking and, around oh, fully it, invisible I know. <laughs> so, no, 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 I know I know I know yeah um but once again we what we yeah we, we wear camo in the woods <laughs> uh-huh, we wear camo uh-huh. in the woods and when we're fighting our fight we know we we anyway <laughs> uh, we we use all of our all of our advantages against whatever we need to survive against but um but but yeah so I I really wanted. Nadu to have to disarm it to to have to she has to get rid of its advantage. You're referring to the fact that in the first Predator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mm -hmm. the Predator kind of turns off its invisibility at the end and fights it kind of one on one, basically, and takes off its its helmet. Yes, yeah, Yeah. loses its 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 advantage in heat vision. You know, all those things says I'm gonna I'm gonna now get into a fist fight with you, which is the only thing that gives him a fighting chance. And and Nadu in this movie has to create level the odds herself has to give her yeah. own, herself her own fighting chance mm-hmm. it, one of the things i t- talked about in our review that i i absolutely love is exactly what you're talking about which i think this movie does so well uh, specifically with the uh you know the quicksand pit moment where she's throwing the thing and we get so many of those uh, of those oh okay well now this is the one that's gonna work no it still doesn't work oh okay she got it oh the branch breaks i, I just love the progression of that uh, and it is exactly what you're talking about. Speaking of uh, the reaction to the movie, I mean, I think what's so cool about witnessing the reception to the movie, Dan Trachtenberg, is uh, obviously um, we, we've known each other for a really long time. And like, I know that you grew up as a fan of franchises like the Predator franchise. Now you have basically become part of the franchise. Like you grew up like, admiring it loving it and now you have like created an entry into it that is widely admired um i'm curious you know i've seen like jesse ventura tweet at you and like other people tweet at you um and i guess i'm curious like are there any reactions that really um mean a lot to you or that were like uh extremely powerful to you uh, as somebody who grew up loving these movies yeah from the predator side of things um i mean you just saying that just now is cool i (laughs) Yes, and of so course, cons- David Chen saying it. Yes, well, I, I well, agree. No, <laughs> it's a big deal. But also just reminding, like, yeah. I made a predator. That's it. Would just ha- while we, you know, you get so consumed by work on set, someone, yeah. you know, my script supervisor or second AD, it's over. Like, we're making a predator movie. Like, like you, cause it, also because there's a lot of this movie that is not, pre- you know, in the production of it. Where there's lots of days where there's no predator to be to be seen, you know, yeah. and then the predator's on set. But there's also like, you know, it's the suit doesn't work, and we gotta, you know, like it's hard, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, but then sometimes it does sink in. You're like, wait, this is predator. This is like, 
this isn't and it's not like a fan film it's not like you know it's like no this is now inside this is now yes you're part of the can you are part of the canon now. it is so weird it's so weird it it, it uh it's weird. I don't. I don't even like. I know what you say because I know what I would be saying that to something <laughs> else, you know. But uh, I know that I'm not absorbing it mm-hmm. the way that I'd want that person to. Have, you know, like I know. What you mean, but you're I not having the reaction that you I'm think inside you it. would want if you were me talking. <laughs> yeah, to you. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm just inside it. It just was yeah. was the thing that I was working on you know what i mean like it was hard to make and now I, I, like you have an intimate knowledge of the product like i see how it i see the suit you know i don't you know like I, you know um you've ruined predator for yourself forever basically <laughs> yeah maybe movie. i don't know yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i remember the day you were texting me and, and and others about uh seeing the the costume test the first time and i remember you reacting to that like someone walked into a room dressed like predator for you to approve you know like <laughs> yeah that was crazy that, and i will say opposite of what i'm saying now it was a little scary in 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 the way that you do when you go to like um universal horror nights or like a and when people come at you like you, there's a primal like i'm a little scared and he's so, it's so big it was it was dark in the woods it was getting dark out and it was like oh shit it's scary it, it so there was and maybe it was a little bit of a primal like it brought mm-hmm. out that feeling that I had. He's got when a skull on his head, you know. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's freaky. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. Yeah, it's but cool, Dave. A, I don't any know, other cool. kind of reactions to the movie that like you were surprised by or that that really delighted you? I mean, it, it's it's seeing. I mean, certainly, I cannot even really put into words the, the Native American um, and First Nations response. Um, those things the this guy does does these youtube videos native native media theory that um even just when the trailer came out his analysis he's very he's you would love him david he does he constructs his videos i think um very well um and the way that he read the movie was just so awesome um and, and even the final reaction i mean i'm really i'm enjoying i watched the reaction videos those are <laughs> they're so great they're so great you what a rare gift we have it's only you know we only get it today that we the filmmaker did not have ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, for better or get, worse, you get yeah. a critics yeah. for better or worse. <laughs> but for better or worse, right? But you you know so often you get reactions that are the lump sum feeling after I've seen the movie that sometimes go into bits of detail. But to be able to watch specific moments and see how those things land for people, um, and you, you know you're. You, you're hoping that you've done the math right, you've done your craft right, and like this should affect a person this way. And then um, all of it is, I was just talking to another filmmaker, and the thing we're saying is like the real, I think, the the overwhelming feeling I have with there being a positive reaction to the movie is relief <laughs> that I'm not crazy, you know? Because yeah. like, it, 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 the whole time, you, especially this is a, this is a, this is not this is a bolder idea for a movie um, uh, to, to what to do with the franchise, and it's like, and the the crew is trusting. And the whole time, you're like, not, not sometimes people sort of half get what you're after, mm-hmm. and you know, okay, as long as they half get it and they half get it, I know when we put it together, it's gonna, <laughs> mm-hmm. then they'll see. You get all there's so many of those. They'll see. They'll, they'll see, you know, hopefully, oh my God, fuck, what if they don't yeah. see them? I'll show you all. <laughs> they'll, hate, they'll hate me. 
Um, so you want to make them proud. They put a lot of hard work into it. The production crew, the prep crew, they put a lot of hard work. You want to make sure they're proud of it. Same thing with the post crew, of course, that they're there as it's coming together and seeing it. Um, that, and then, but then even, even we're done, like, oh, people, Jeff saw, or he was, oh, it's cool. It's cool. Like, okay. Okay. So someone liked it, but I don't know, you know, and, you know, so that it gets, my just like, I agree. Okay. I don't trust Jeff's opinions either. I <laughs> but, but, uh, oh, thank God. We're not crazy. Yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah. People. Did, can... did you get to sit in on any of the test screenings, Dan? Because I feel like the, the thing you were kind of robbed of is a nice theatrical release for this movie. And we'll talk more about that. But did you get to at least sit with an audience with this? Yeah, I didn't. We didn't do any test screenings. We didn't do any um, recruited test screenings. We mm-hmm. just did friends and family screenings, and we did it a bu- I do we do them all the time. I did I did one before I finished the director. I did one way too early. It was like way 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 early to do it, and I regret. You know, some people because the movie has changed so much and has become so bad, so much better. And I'm sort of like, oh god, they saw me, you know, too soon. But. Um, but uh, no, I absolutely have, yeah been in those experiences, and they're you know to 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 feel it to feel this movie more than just having great sound, great picture, and great sound, which is essential, and and you're missing half the work of the the people have done on the movie when you don't have those things when you're watching it. But really, it's such a fun crowd movie because you know che- cheers not 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 just for awesome predator kills. But like the beat that Amber sucks that tomahawk back into her hand after mm-hmm. she takes down those guys, so good. Having an applause break, which was I did not to sound like I'm an <laughs> asshole, but I remembered uh, this is a weird reference. But I, I I brought I brought this up way too much to everyone, so I'll just you guys will I think be the few that would appreciate. But I remembered watching the Wachowski Jupiter Sending. Mm-hmm. There's one sequence the ch- with, with Channing and her that actually goes where they're descending outside yeah. of the jump boots the whole time, and then they land. Jeff, did I see this movie with you? We reviewed it on TRS. We did. Okay, yeah. then I think I then I did. Then I and think you land. mentioned this. Oh in my your god, review. Jeff! So you're a part. This is you. And then people <laughs> cheer. Yeah. And 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 it's mainly because it's. The, the musicality of it. There's sort of a, there's a, the music gets so loud and oh my God, it's, 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 and then it stops. Yeah. And they've just now, they were in the sky. They, they went and it makes, it, it incites a cheer. It gives you a beat to do that. It gives, yeah, it, it, gives you it, it breathes for a second yeah. and it lets you do that. Yeah. yeah. And so that moment was that. And of course, I'm never hearing cheers in the edit room, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, we, and, 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 and in pitching what we want the music to do, it was this music. It was that music. It was like, no, it's got to do this thing, you know. And no one's like, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like, okay, but shouldn't it? You know, it's like, no, no, no. It's gonna, you know, um, it's awesome. And in the and then when we screen it, it like has that, and it's so good. It's so fun. It's not just like cheering when the crazy gore happens, but like cheering her on is just so cool. Um, to mm-hmm. feel that um from people. So that's so uh. Bad, yeah, I saw a question on Twitter today that never occurred to me uh, that I want to ask your opinion on. Uh, this comes from uh, Ali Balam, who said, um, I-, I was surprised not to hear mention of my favorite subverted expectation in the movie when post quicksand, Amber Mid Thunder is covered in mud only to go wash it off in the very next scene. 
Was that that was intentional of like oh Nick time? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't even catch that when I when I have seen the movie multiple times. So, right? so let's explain kind of the subverted expectation or what the expectation would have been, right? Because in the original Predator, Arnold learns mm. to cover himself with in when he's covered up with mud that the Predator doesn't see yes. him because the Predator has heat vision and you know yeah. Um, so we we knew we wanted to do the same structure of she needs to learn that she can outwit the heat vision. But I really felt like it would be a chore for it to be, for the audience to be like, Oh, when's she going to get in the mud? Oh, she's in the mud. Now you like, <laughs> we just feel like we know we get it. Um, so the exciting to, thing to not, be fair, I don't think anyone would have actually, you know, maybe like people like on this podcast. Really? I, I don't but... I feel like it, I feel like people would, but, mm-hmm. but what's great is that we were able to combine two ideas, um, which is one, having a quicksand moment in the movie, um, and then B, doing this thing where she's covered in mud and she gets out and she's in the mud. And it's, I, my the hope is that if people are like, well, now she's invisible to Predator. Uh, now I see how she wins. Oh, that's how she wins. She just, she fell in the mud, but that's how she wins. Um, and then the next scene is clearing off the mud and people are going, oh, this movie. Then you feel like the movie could do it. It could go in. Oh, I don't know where this movie is going. I thought I knew the movie and the movie is, you know, that was the intent. It's like a horror movie where like you kill the unexpected character and then you go, oh, well, anyone can die in this movie. You know, like sort of wanting to do that narratively. Yeah. All right, folks, I think we should start wrapping up some. So last call for questions from Devinger and Jeff. Uh, I have two more <laughs> questions, but one is just about... um. Uh, long continuous shot action scene, Dan Trachtenberg. You know, Love I'm a it. fan of a, of a nice one Um, what was kind of the idea behind the long continuous action sequence? And, and, uh, you know, why did you want to do it this in the way that you did it? I didn't want to do it. <laughs> um, that, <laughs> hate the idea. You specifically were like, Dave Chen likes these, therefore please <laughs> remove them from the film. Well, not, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> Dave Chen likes these. Sorry. My thing is, yeah. um, it, it was, it's so trendy. Mm. The one are so trendy. And so I really was aler- <laughs> sort of allergic to, to that. And there are lots of wonders in this movie, but I, like I, what I like. You didn't want to be basic, you know? You didn't want to be basic I, with, I with the I love movie. a good Spielberg wonder, the wonder that no one knew until the video essay was made. Like yeah. all these, like, it's, and they're not like, it's a 12 minute scene. That's a, it's a whole episode. Though I've seen a couple of those whole episodes that are, and they're great. So I, I mean, but wait, I love all of them. I don't know, no slight. Um, <laughs> But I love, you know, the, the, this in Jaws has all these scenes that are like, oh, just, oh, well, that was, that was two minutes. So where there was all one take. Cause that's, that was the best way to tell that moment. It wasn't like, look at what we did as a team. And, <laughs> but at the same time, I knew I just, I, and I wrestled with this literally till the day we shot it. Um, because I was tempted to be like, she's going to take them down all in one breath. You know, the, I knew there would be something very winning about like, oh my God. On the flip side, as you know, and I, we know what makes for a good action scene and it's very clear, clean choreography and geography. And I know what I like and I know how to cut. I'm a fan of those, you know, and I was very excited to shoot it in a way that we could see all of these awesome moves that I, I loved what she, and understanding that she's improvising as she's going and she's, Oh my God, this happened. So now I got to get that. I had it all covered. I had it all figured out to like showcase, um, but hopefully still in an invisible way. Cause I didn't want to be, you know, but like, but like understand 
the re- the react the reaction reactionary nature of, of the sequence for her. Um, but we were running out of time. We were late on a thing, um, and the studio was nervous. I still get texts about the scene from the from the head of the studio because when, when he sees compliments for the shot because because it was <laughs> it was like we we did not have it. We were running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like told you. And so I said time. instead of spending two to three days. Fewer setups. We need fewer setups, Trachtenberg. It was like, I'll just take, I'll just take one day, <laughs> and we'll spend all day to get this shot. Mm. But we'll then have it, and it will have only been a day, or maybe even if we're lucky, half a day or three quarters of a day, so we can then start whatever we had to do next. Um, but luckily, I think we found a way in which it's. It's cover you, you. You see all of the. I hope. I think. I, I. But you see all of the bits that you need to see. It feels like the cameraman is just capturing them. It never like it's like the combination of it's not it, the, the the Jason the Bourne quick editing or Michael Bay you know the thing that the, where 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 action scenes are very experiential. Not not very understood, but you mm-hmm. feel them, and that was was the first. Born was like, oh wow, you really felt the action in a way that you hadn't felt, which is different than the Jackie Chan and all those. Where it's like, oh, I'm seeing it's awesome the way it looks. Mm-hmm. And so my hope was that there, we could cover in a way that felt gritty, um, and the where the camera's just capturing it. Yes. Yet you do see it. You do yeah. get to. You don't miss any of the cool you know you do see the moves and it feel the camera feels the way that she like it's for suddenly ferocious and improvisational and quick on its feet and oh my god and all those things so um yeah I, so i i i the, anyway it was trying to combine the two ideas of yeah. like cl- under a clear understanding of the geography and choreography but also theming to get it all done and a wonder and a wonder that that i know you guys appreciate but i think I, I think most people aren't going to watch it going, wow, look at that filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's like more of like, oh, I can breathe. You feel it. You feel it. And the they feel yeah. like they can take the breath again, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. A reluctant that, one. That, it was a reluctant one. <laughs> the reluctant one. The, reluctant, yeah. the story, yeah. the Dan Trachtenberg story. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. W- yeah. Were there any kind of... Um, Tough decisions you had to make when it came to you're talking about like production schedule, but like I know there's like a bunch of CG in the movie, um, and I guess I'm curious. Like, uh, I kn- I know you're someone that like likes a, a classic film look, you know, that like wants everything to feel real and practical. And I guess I'm curious, like, how did you make some of those trade offs between like stuff that you like really want to do practically, but you had to do it CG or or vice versa. They really didn't love my pitch for having a real bear chasing Amber. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Isn't there that one Hollywood bear though that, that everybody gets? <laughs> we acquired about that. There's, a, there's also being a Disney film. It was very interesting that they have very strict rules for for good about animals and using using fur in movies and all those things. It's mm. very, very strict and made this this movie in particular quite challenging. But um, yeah, man. I mean, the, the, yeah, the animals. The the CG. What's interesting is some now the predator is there's one there's one uh I don't want to say contingent but there's a feeling of oh the CG of the predator it's like dude it's one shot you know there's like <laughs> one shot I mean there's there's several sh- shots where we had enhancements on 
bits of the predator that no one's criticizing those you know and there's one shot of its face where we, it's largely cg not entirely cg but largely mm. cg um um uh but yeah i try to to make it a combination as much as possible uh, it's very tricky with what's happening in the visual effects industry now um is is real rough uh and there's not i mean uh, some advice to fans of the show that want to become filmmakers if you want a job in the film industry get individual effects because they need more that there's a crazy shortage of of artists um and so uh you know uh we weren't we, i don't know that we it really was enough time enough enough man hours could be put um uh into finishing all the visual effects the way that we wished we could have um but also some of the work is is invisible and tremendous some of it's visible um but is there I some think, is there something that you you're like that's invisible and you're really like proud of it in the movie that you're like um i think there's a bit when he in the burn glade sequence where the predator decloaks mm-hmm. and then he gets he's got ash on his hands and brings them up to his face to like sniff the ash mm. like whatever his face is real Mm. Um, and that's the that's practically it's great. It's, I think it's one of the best looks of that of that design of the build. His hands are completely CG in that shot, mm. um, or they're mapped over in in CG. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone knows that that's a CG element of that. Huh. You know? Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so I think that's you know tremendous. And yeah. then there's other times when you see an animal. Sometimes it's real. Sometimes, sometimes it's, you know, and you know, but but always the idea behind the thing is is. I was, I'll just, my last thought on that is like one of the guiding principles, because knowing that there was a chance we were biting up more than we could chew for this, um, was I remember watching Snow, the movie Snowpiercer, mm-hmm. um, which everyone, we all loved. We all loved that movie. And the CG is awful. Um, <laughs> it's pretty rough. Bad. Like of the outside of the train, the outside it the doesn't, thing. doesn't yeah. look great. Yeah. Doesn't look Could great. give two shits. Mm-hmm. Could give to you because it does. It doesn't. If the idea you needed that, see, you needed to tell that story. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like they were. Wasn't we? We hate bad CG when it's in a movie that's not great or the what it's trying to articulate or express. It was didn't need to be done anyway. Yeah. Um, so it feels gratuitous, whatever. Yeah. But when the idea behind the thing is cool, yeah, you'll forgive it, and it, or it's narratively necessary. So that's that's what I, we try to do with all these moments. Is like so even if we fall short, um. We know that it was a necessary beat, and I enjoyed the idea behind the concept behind that is so winning that I can forgive, um, I for, can forgive it for not being uh, great. And some of the concepts behind it are the VFX artists. You know, it's the the way that that thing moves, even if it feels CG, even if the final rent whatever couldn't be, you know. But the way that they decided, to, I I think the bear mauling the predator in the um, river. The way that it's going mm-hmm. at it, the sound design in that moment, and the and the that wasn't always that way, you know. The bear for the fight that came from a lot of iterating with that crew of how how can the bear when to really feel feel like the bear is being the most bear and the predator is being the most, really taking those action figures and clashing them together, and yeah, the way the bear handles that that is an animator's idea. That is this VFX that that's a whole department, a character animator, and the it's like how do we make that thing feel that way? And even if you feel like that's a CG bear. But what it's doing is so cool um, that you can kind of forgive it a little bit, I think, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. Great um, all right. I, uh, I have one last question. That, that's uh, a lot of 
conversation has sprung up around other permutations of the predator. The predator with samurai. The yeah. predator with pirates. The predator with gangsters from the 1900s. You know, like people have really um, been kind of getting out there with their ideas about the predator. And I guess I'm curious um, of these or of any ideas that have come up. Like, are there any that really resonate with you? Without giving away potential future French injuries, I knew you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 I can't, yeah, because there's no way. I know. I used to do this podcasting. You know, <laughs> um, anything I say is like, oh, that's the headline. Oh, Dan, oh, Dan thinks Samurai's would be cool, so that's really the next <laughs> thing is. How, um, how dare you assume? What do you that think? I would do it that way. How, what do you? How and dare Jeff? you take our perfectly good headlines from us, Dan? <laughs> what do you live you on guys? headlines? Yeah. By the way, I my my I can't really say. But <laughs> I, I think there's other things. I obviously predator multiple time periods is super awesome. Um I also think there's other things that the Predator franchise hasn't done yet. Mm-hmm. Um that's exciting. Romantic comedy potentially. Yes. That would be awesome. Heist movie, you know, a Predator Heist. Predator movie. versus aliens. No. Predator loves aliens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, 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 what time period do you guys? What would you want to see? Well, I, ju- I, I think that what's so great about Prey is that it opens up your imagination to like, yeah. wow, right. like I, I, I had honestly, Dan, when I first heard the idea, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, the Predator, like he, people in modern day technology could barely withstand this guy. Wait, uh, really? Wait, this was your opinion that we were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that the twist revealed the end of the episode? I'm, was the people I, I'm we the one behind was, I'm yeah. using sock puppet accounts. Like 99% <laughs> of the negative sentiment is from me, FYI. Right. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm being facetious. I'm being exaggerative and being facetious, you know, because I think like, oh, the idea of like a predator going back in time, it's like, wow, how could they ever stand a chance? What this movie illustrates is there is a way. There is a way to have a predator go back in time and, and face off. Yeah. It's now a Disney franchise, so you can do Predators of the Caribbean. <laughs> I, I think not for nothing, but that is the actual in the comics, mm-hmm. that is the mm, yeah. comic book canon of the and Andalini. Yeah. yeah. But, about yeah. a mini pistol, but um, yeah, yeah. The, uh, is, is it going to be movie canon then, Trachtenberg? No. The, the, <laughs> the thing that I I hope people don't miss, and certainly, if I were to be involved with other time periods or whatever, it isn't really the reason why this. I think there have been other um, seventeens, eighteen hundreds movies with aliens in them. Yeah. Um, and that and that felt like peanut butter and mayonnaise. Yeah, mm-hmm. certain whereas, cowboys in the aliens. So whereas, whereas, <laughs> yes. whereas this feels like peanut butter and chocolate, you know, or, or yeah. jelly, whatever. Um, depending on what country you you hail from, uh, is is because it's not just like oh, isn't it cool to see predator in a different time period and oh, there's warriors in all time periods, whatever. Is that this there's a narrative re- there's a thematic yes. reason the movie is saying something um um and not just culturally um i know you guys are speaking that a lot in your review but emotionally mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. things that we all wrestle with am i can i am i good enough can i handle i'm i worry about my i doubting my own abilities can i am i capable of doing something if the predator brings out 
that theme, looking mm-hmm. for the alpha, looking for the strong, looking for the most capable, you know. Um, uh, so that's what any other predator movie, any other time period, whatever. It's like it needs to be like, oh, it makes it's a it's a better movie for that. It's it's yeah. got a th- it's it's got a thematic weight to it. Um, it's not just look at the fun yeah. predator in this time period. I, um, I I get choked up. I've seen the movie multiple times. And I get choked up every time she says, uh, "I'm I'm the dangerous one" or whatever that line is. You know. Um, I, yeah yeah the motion is there and i think that's i think it's a good point yeah i do have well, i do have a last question dave if if, yeah. if i may it yeah, has nothing please. to do with prey it's when are we going to Dan, yeah yeah well, exactly when are we when are we going on vacation no um <laughs> my question daniel is you mentioned uh in passing there and just in the last response that uh you used to do a, a podcast um, um and uh on said podcast that you used to do uh there was a year i who who can say when it was but um when uh that podcast uh named one in movie in particular the uh the movie of the year it was the consensus amongst all of its hosts that it was the movie of the year that movie it's james cameron's avatar and there are other hosts on this uh, on this podcast uh, that uh, don't really give that movie its due, and I wondered if you had any words that you wanted to share about your feelings about the cultural relevance of James Cameron's Avatar. Really calling in the ringer here, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to take my shots while I can get them. If I, if, if I, you know, how many times is Dan going to be here for me to be able to do this? <laughs> um, I loved Avatar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jake Sully. Mm-hmm. Nate Thierry, I can name them. You're just going down your <laughs> trivia list that you remembered once these articles started know, coming out. What Dave says is, you, can you even name the na- the main character? Um, <laughs> Incredible movie. Incredible movie. Are you excited for the sequels, Dan? I'm so excited. You know the uh, the trailer for that for the new one. Um, What's the name of the new one, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> so excited buddy way, way of the water yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. thank god yeah. it's the way, um, the way of water the way of water, way of water. i don't think yeah. it's a the yeah. i don't think there's a yeah. the dave yeah, you're okay. very yeah. you're a stickler about oh, no i does. did hear james cameron may have dug, okay Jeff, uh, you you fucking said on the podcast there's yes. no the there is a the and there I corrected you on the podcast. Too. There is a that. I remembered you correcting me, but I thought it was the other way. Around. No, I, you said there's no the. Dave. I'm like there's a the, and then you were like, okay. Anyway, okay. Sorry, the Dave. Avatar Sorry. way of yeah. water. I don't, like, I don't like it when Whoa. our disagreements <laughs> yeah. spill out into the open. Here. Dan's trying to tell us what James Cameron <laughs> is doing. Yeah, I want to yeah, hear sorry, this. Sorry. Yeah. sorry, but Dave. No, I'm sorry. I I used to host a podcast with Jeff. Mm. I know. We know. We know. What? I know. How dare you? Yeah, you were I supposed know. to be in my corner on this one. Um, no. Um. No, I was just saying he. I think he dug prey. Um, but but That's but lovely, uh, lovely, awesome. The, the um the so I'm gonna choose my words carefully because I hate it. Avatar. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> um, no, I'll tell you that you know the trailer is not the greatest trailer. Not a good trailer. Time, that that, yeah. that uh that trailer. Yeah. But the music in it is very Enya slash Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I love the, the the piano version of the Avatar score is very beautiful. It's that kind of music. It's very nostalgic for me and very '90s, and not what you expect to hear 
these days in an action movie or about you know whatever like like i really um so i i yeah. I, I loved yeah. i loved that vibe and i liked my family as a fortress our families like i, I yes that's kind of, oh. and focusing on that you oh. know and the thing of like yeah the, the ambition of that is probably quite large in in terms of um it's been uh two decades since we've had anya yeah. in, in an yeah. action movie you know right. she's lord of the rings yeah. She, yeah. she, she did I, don't, I don't know that yeah. it is any yeah, yeah, it's not, not actually. just something like but, that um you know. to be clear also, just, just want to make it all absolutely clear here nobody here hates avatar what we are talking about <laughs> is the cultural vacuum that has formed around it how yeah. the most successful movie ever made could you know several almost a decade later be something where i we nobody where was really talking talk, about that you guys like, talk about the all thing. the time on this podcast yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the, um jeff you know this has been a wonderful conversation with a talented filmmaker yeah. and i can't wait to ruin you, it i can't believe you ended it this way but yeah i think uh you know that's gonna be sorry dan do you have one of well, the what did you think of the score of, we talk, of, prey. of this of prey yeah yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. I, know Dave awesome. Chen, I don't know if everyone yeah. knows how much Dave Chen loves cellos. There's so much cello in <laughs> so this score. Cello. Yes, it's amazing. Right. Cello is a good vibe. All the yeah. cellos, Sarah yeah. plays all the cellos herself. There's incredible. This, there's bits that sound like electric guitar, like anything, and it's it's just freaking gnarly mm-hmm. cellos, you know. Yes, love yeah. it. Cello is an incredible instrument. Really creative I, score. Yeah, I think you just titled your next album, Dave. Gnarly cellos. That's good. Yes, that's really good. <laughs> yes, indeed. I, I think you know. Um, uh, I don't know why my mom chose cello as the instrument I was going to play when I was a kid, but I think part of it had to do with the fact that not very many people like to play cellos because it's a large inconvenient instrument to take around with you. Everybody. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and as a result, I'm really into cellos now. And, uh, and the prey score had a lot of amazing cellos and a lot of it's, it's, it's a great score. And, and um, qu- like very different than mm-hmm. like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the score for say, say the predator, you know, like, uh, it kind of forges new territory um, with the style and instrumentation. So it sounds unlike anything out right now, to be honest. Like I feel like a lot of, especially action movie scores, have kind of like fought, fallen into very familiar themes and sounds. So this felt very unique. Yeah, yeah. The 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 interesting thing is that, that it started out. I mean, I, I the whole time we wanted it to not to feel like music that you don't normally hear in a movie set in the 1700s, and we tempt with the with a lot of Sicario yes. um, and, and droney ambient, yeah. whatever. And there's still a little bit of that in, in the movie and, and, um, and certainly sc- score that you don't instrumentation, that you don't really hear whatever, but then there's also this aspect to it that is high adventure sweeping. Yes. Fantasy, you know, that I, I did not think was going to be in the movie that I, desperately want i mean i I dreamed of having a movie one day have score like that and that does feel it just i i love that it can have both and that sarah you know just wrote beautiful music that i would listen to while forgetting it's not just doing the job that it needs to do in a movie yeah it's also stands on its own music you know i just think it's so great. You should have gone hardcore, though, Dan. You should have only done the score using instruments available at the time. I think that was my biggest <laughs> disappointment. You know, there's a lot of those too. There's, yeah. a, there's a number of those. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, okay. I, I was yeah. fortunate enough to be able to, to see it, you know, with temp score, and then see it again with yeah. the the final score, and it's 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 huge. I mean, yeah. incredible. She did an amazing job. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, Dan, this has been an absolute pleasure. Everyone here on this podcast is rooting for you and your success in the future. We can't wait to see what you do next. Um, 
And we're really grateful that you've taken the time to chat with us about the movie. Um, and The length uh, of the movie, pretty much, it looks like. Yes, for the length <laughs> of the movie. Really appreciate it. Um, but yes, uh, I'm speaking with Jeff Kanata, Devinder Hardwar, and of course, the director of films such as 10 Cloverfield Lane and Prey, currently streaming on Hulu right now. Dan Trachtenberg, man, thanks for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I look forward. I look forward to um, your next review. I, I feel it coming. Will not have bias. I think you guys and all of your bias on this one. We and spent all the bias on okay, this movie. That's permission right. to speak freely. I really didn't love this, but I'm really you know like I think that's coming <laughs> the, the next time, um, and I welcome it, Dave. Indeed, I it. indeed. Yeah. Well, I am David Chen. You've been listening to the Filmcast After Dark. Find us at thefilmcast.com and also at YouTube.com/slash/slash/filmcast. Support the podcast at Patreon.com/slash/filmpodcast. We'll see you later. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.